0: From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode two hundred and eighty-one. Today's show is brought to you by Harry's and Squarespace. My name is Mike Hurley. I'm joined, as always, by the wonderful
1: Brad Dowdy. Thank you, Mike Hurley. I'm feeling wonderful. Are you feeling wonderful today? I am feeling wonderful today. Good, good. It's a it's a wonderful day in the neighborhood, and because we have new artwork to share, <laughs> it's always a wonderful do. day when our listeners create artwork for us, and we're. Don't just have one uh, new piece of artwork. We have two. So, why don't you take the first one? So,
0: this is the wonderful Kate Matthews, who is at RHL underscore underscore on Twitter. She puts together every now and then just these wonderful pieces, um, which are usually related to a show. I think mostly Bonanza tends to inspire her creative flow. <laughs> um, but she sent this into us. She'd been teasing that this was going to happen. Um, She took kind of a still, I guess, from either an image or from the video of our episode with the Field Notes crew. And she drew it. She made a representation of it. And it's wonderful. Just absolutely wonderful. All the little details. um, It is just superb. And, of course, it it will be in the show notes so people can go and see it. And you really should go and see it. And, honestly, while you're there, you should follow Kate on Twitter as well because she just does... The most amazing really FM
1: artwork. She is just superb. Yeah, this is fantastic. The pictures from that event, everything about that event came off really well. I was yeah. a little concerned, honestly, about the space. You know, it's kind of large and open, and there was a little echoey and train stuff, but the visuals it allowed for were amazing, and these pictures came out great, and then Kate just took that to another level. So thank you for doing this.
0: Yep, so there'll be a link to uh, the tweet that kate posted in the show notes so you can go and take a look at it yourself yep and then i guess um we have we go from amazing artwork to like horrifying (laughs) like just creepy (laughs) halloween style uh artwork that i was tagged in on instagram today
1: this is fantastic so our friend sarah she uh she's an atlian so I, i get to see her from time to time in town and she's been to the Atlanta pen show. She did this wonderful coloring sheet from our other good friend Michaels image that popped up from last week's um, show title, right? So, yep. it was I want Jim to tell me bedtime stories and you know, we thought that was an amazing title and then not a few hours later we start getting these <laughs> these mm-hmm. photoshopped images of Jim telling Mike and I bedtime stories which it's awesome enough and then as our listeners are want to do they turn that into a whole thing so now we have the coloring sheet of jim telling mike and brad bedtime stories and it is absolutely terrifying in all the best ways it's you're perfect, terrifying right? like you look like mm. you're gonna eat someone like it's uh it's real terror it's it's, un- it's unsettling yeah, I mean you've seen some of the artwork of me before though, right? I mean this oh, yeah. fits perfectly.
0: Somehow this always happens to you. I'm not hundred percent sure why. Is, uh...
1: <laughs> I think Sarah just took the teeth from that old image and just You know used what them you're probably this, like... right. <laughs> Which is pretty amazing. We need that continuity of ugliness, Mike.
0: Yeah, and it seems like that this may be going into the Panatic Coloring Book at some point, the
1: website. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm sure it will. I'm sure that is not the last of what of we'll see of this image, but uh, I I'm all for it. So thank you, Sarah, for doing this. Yeah, it's it's pretty. I just appreciate that I look
0: like a regular human and you look like a zombie human. So like I'm so totally happy with being a regular human.
1: I mean, it's an accurate portrayal. (laughs) I mean,
0: yeah, snarling Brad. That's that tends to be the way that I know you.
1: I didn't I didn't snarl on this next article though. It was a good it was a good tame picture on this next article. I had a blog post go up on CW Pencil Enterprise mm-hmm. for Pencil according to Brad Dowdy. This was we started working on all these things a few months ago, you know, the blog post and the pen uh the pencil set for CW Pencil, so it's all just getting um up to speed right now and getting published cuz they've they've had a few other things um that they were working on like getting their shop back yeah. open. It was just open this week. Yep. Congratulations to the CW yes. Pencil crew. Congratulations. 15 Orchard Street, I believe, is the new address in new york city and our friends uh the gentleman Stationer joe and dan don and thomas hall have all already paid them a visit and i've seen the pictures and uh joe's got a uh, some good pictures in an article he did on his blog so we'll link that into the show notes if you want to see pictures of the new shop but they're they're back open back in business and um my blog post went up my chat with caroline weaver we just did a email interview and talked about you know how I got started and, you know, my pencil memories and favorites. And we had a little pen talk in there. So I just wanted to share that. Plus, um, it's a much more normal picture of me. <laughs> I'm also just going to say, I loved it
0: because I got called the lovely Mike Hurley, which yes. I will appreciate forever from Caroline. So thank you.
1: I like being yeah, called yeah. lovely. I didn't, uh, I didn't get to approve that part of <laughs> the article. you <laughs> so like, what are you I doing? Didn't, I, I, didn't I quit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah I can't wait to go back to New York so I can go and see the new, display, the new space because it looks fantastic it looks bigger it, it looks just as wonderful as the last one but it looks like they have much more room to breathe in there now mm-hmm. um, you know because naturally they expanded a lot and they have a sticker emporium and I just want to go and take a basket and buy all of it like just all of yeah. it just, just all in one um, yeah I'm really really excited to, to go back there and, and the best of luck to CW on their continued success
1: yeah, they do such a great job. I mean, everything is perfect. So I'm mm-hmm. just so impressed. One of the things, if you go to their shop, you will probably see on their shelves is this book I got from a publisher just showed up at in my mailbox this God, week. It's so called fancy. The Sea. Oh. <laughs> oh, just a book just shows up <laughs> for me from a publishing house. Yeah, I don't think I got like an email. It's like, hey, do you want to check this out? I'm pretty sure it just showed up, but I could be wrong. I get too many emails. Um, But I I was surprised when this book showed up. It's called The Secret Life of the Pencil. And what this is, is more of a photograph slash inspiration type Mm -hmm. book, as opposed to Caroline's Pencil Perfect, which is more the history of the pencil and how things came to be and wonderful stories. So if you're looking for that type of book, you know, to like really learn about pencil and the history. You know, Caroline's book is one of the best books I've read in a long time. This book is more of a coffee table book, but in a small size. It's more like a gift book, right? It's a hardcover $15 book. So that kind of tells you the price point, um, what they're working with. And it's mostly pictures and quotes. So Mm -hmm. it gets artists and designers and musicians and everyone under the sun to take a picture Of the tools that they use, um, in this case being pencil. And that's about 100 pages of the book is, you know, a pencil picture and like who used them. You get to see some of the pencils. That's nice though, right? These famous people. Oh, it's really nice. It's a coffee table book type dealio. um, Exactly. So I I started looking through it and I was actually surprised to see some of the pencils in use. Um, Philip Stark, the designer, uses the Pentel Smash, which is one of my favorite mechanical pencils. I was like shocked to see this in the book that the Pentel smash was in here. And then you turn the page and Sir James Dyson, uh, the famous inventor, what would you guess is his pencil? Rotring. Rotring 600 yeah. <laughs> in silver. <laughs> so and, and then, you know, Primo. like his page is two pages of the, the rotring and he has a quote. It says drawing is still the best way to communicate ideas quickly. So Ooh, that's kind of what, what this a great book is. What that is. Yeah. 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 It's perfect. So that's, 75 percent of the book right which is just kind of uh pencil picture porn and then you get to like the last 30 pages of the book it has a few short interviews with some of the people who submitted the uh pencil pictures and things like that so it's very cool uh very affordable very well done so nice job with the uh the secret life of the pencil so very cool that wasn't the only thing that i got in the mail um Sometimes my the the post office uh gets a little confused at the things that ship to me and if I don't make visits often enough I get little notes in my in my PO box so I went to the the post office and I didn't have like the key to go, so you like, I have a little small letter box, and then if you get a larger package, you'll get the key to go into the larger box and grab those. I just had a note in, in mind, basically like come to the principal's office, Brad, You're because good. I had this, yeah, I had this book, I had something we're going to talk about later in the show, and then I had this pack, package from Tactile Turn Will Hodges. Sent me the latest mover and shakers that he's put up on Kickstarter. It's an aluminum barreled machine pen is what he started out. And there's brass, titanium, copper, all the the usual suspects. And really cool anodizing. And I've always been a fan of Will's work. I think he does a really good job. He has a really good aesthetic. Really good quality. And what he did this time was built his own knock mechanism on the pens. So, So that's it. And he basically designed it from scratch, which I don't know how you go about doing. You know, those are people who are smarter than me do these kind of things, right? So, And he made it out of titanium, so it's lightweight. You know, it looks like the traditional Schmidt knock refill that you see in a lot of machine pens, but this is actually custom built by Will in the shop, made out of titanium, so it's a lighter weight. The whole weight of this pen is lighter than the previous versions, which I very much enjoy the older versions while I don't think they were too heavy they benefit from this lightness I think any all metal body pen you have to you know watch the weight of them aluminum's generally the lightest and titanium's around there too copper brass all the stainless are different animals but the base basic aluminum ones you have to watch the weight on those pens because they get uncomfortable to write with after a while this one's I won't call it light, but it's definitely got an airy feel to it. And I confirm with Will that they're definitely lighter than the previous version. They feel great. The anodization looks cool. The uh, I like the grip texture he puts on the barrels, like the rings all the way around the barrels. Like it's very subtle, but it provides a really good grip. The aesthetically, the new knock is longer in design, so it shows a little bit more on the pin. And I think it looks pretty cool. Like, it doesn't throw me off from an aesthetics point of view. And I asked Will about it, and he's covered it in his videos. It allows the tip to actually travel more when you retract it. So that keeps the tip from getting near the opening when it's retracted and, you know, getting on your shirt and things like that. You know how if you retract a pen and then you look in the the nose cone and you can kind of see the tip of the pen in there? Like, you can... I don't even know that I can see this one in there. So it gets back in there really good. So overall, I I really like it. I'm going to review one. I have two that I'm giving away, Um, a purple mover and a stainless steel shaker that I'm giving away that will send me to give away. Then I'm I'm keeping the orange one for me. Of course you like. Um, I'm going to review that one. And then I went ahead and backed the project because I want to get another color besides orange. Some of the bright blue anodizing looks really cool. So. I like uh I like how they look. I like how they feel most importantly and they fit the Pilot G2 refill so that means I'll be The Mover does, right? Very, very Yeah, the Mover, sorry. Yes, the Mover fits the G2 so I'll very shortly be adding a Pilot Juice refill to that because the G2 is not my favorite refill even the 0.38. He ships them with the 0.38 which I think is a great idea. But for those in the know and in the the shopping know, go get you a Pilot Juice when Lots of different colours, lots of different tip sizes, it performs better than the G two refill. Yep. So and the Shaker yeah, takes great, the great.
0: best refill of all time. Um the P eight one twenty six. It does. Well they've said saying does it, it does. There's a there's a refill list which goes out to a page on his website and it includes it's for the shaker, that one. It comes with the Easy Flow nine hundred, which for me yeah. I think is a mistake. Um but it does take the P eight one twenty six and one twenty seven.
1: Yeah, I'm okay with the the 9000 because it's the traditional Parker-style refill, so that's why that's used, but you can swap in the you other know ones me, into man. that. If yeah. it isn't that no, refill, no, no, then for I sure. don't want it, right? Like, I I'm, hear I'm
0: so totally biased to it, but I will
1: yeah. thoroughly
0: endorse Will's work. I love my gist. It's yep. one of the most interesting feeling pens that I own. Mm-hmm. And it looks like he's doing the same, right? The With the aluminum, with that with lovely texture that kind of rings like a wool around the pen. Um, I'm very tempted by this. I haven't backed it yet, but uh, I'm very mm-hmm. tempted by it just because I know, honestly, how good his work is. So um, I, I think if this is something you want, you'll be happy. And he's already met his goals, so you know you're going to get it. And pr- they're priced pretty well. So,
1: Yep, exactly. That's the other thing. He's able to do all this himself, and he actually brought down the price on these pens. Which is crazy. So, so he has the great. machine now, right? Yep. I've seen that helps a lot. So congrats. Yep. Congrats, Will. Good luck. Yes. Congrats, Will. And congrats to me for shaving this morning, Mike. Oh, you did, did you? I totally shaved this morning.
0: How perfect, because we're about to talk about Harry's. They're sponsoring this week's show. Harry's are all about giving you a great shave at a fair price, and that's why over 3 million people switched to Harry's. Harry's decided that they, you know, the guys behind Harry's, Jeff and Andy, they didn't want to keep paying crazy prices to get razors and razor blades. So they went ahead and bought their own factory in Germany. It has over 100 years of blade-making experience, and they did this... Because they wanted to make sure that they could have the highest quality available for their blades. And the way they do that is by owning a factory, they can tune it and make it just the way that they want. And this is why they're able to sell a five-blade razor at half the price, directly to you over the internet. So it's half the price of what you're going to find from competing brands. And all of Harry's products are backed up a 100% quality guarantee. Harry's is so confident that you're going to love their blades, you're going to love their products. They want to give you a free trial set. You just need to cover the shipping for it. This set includes a weighted ergonomic razor handle, five precision engineered blades of a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, their rich lathering shave gel, and a travel blade cover as well. This is free for you, except but just pay the shipping, and it's a $13 value. So you can go in and sign up and get yourself one of these free trial sets, and then you'll be able to shave with Harry's like Brad does.
1: Yeah, so uh, I'm typing in the chat room right now that I'm growing out my beard. Um... You know, for the winter, I always like to do the the winter beard, mm. but it doesn't matter. I have to shave. You got to chi- yeah. keep it trim. You got to keep
0: it trim. And that's that's what this stuff is great for, especially that little trimmer blade.
1: Like I'm not a neck beard. Like I don't do the neck beard thing that drives me insane. And Harry's just uh, keeps, keeps me nice and tidy. Love it. It's the difference between having like a purposeful beard
0: and an accidental one. <laughs> right? You gotta, yeah, you gotta exactly. Keep it, you got to keep it in check. Go and check it out right now. Go to harrys.com slash penaddict and get started and claim your free trial set. All you need to do is cover that shipping cost. Thank you so much to Harry's for their support of this show and Relay harrys. dot harrys.com slash penaddict. I have a bone to pick with you. Oh, what do I do now?
1: So, good friend and country slash city mate of yours, Priya, mm-hmm. from the London Parchment, sent a tweet over on Tuesday included both of us in the tweet said, Hey guys, did you see this? This is kind of a big deal. Says, did you see the pen Attic made the observer podcast section on Sunday? It's only a national newspaper. So there was apparently, I'm going to call it, I guess, an insert in the paper. Yeah, for- they, they
0: did a, a tw- year of, t- of podcast, like a 2017 year of podcast roundup. And they had mm-hmm. a bunch of articles about a bunch of different shows. And then in the back, they had this kind of like, kind of wrap up semi joke type dealio of like a yeah, flow, flow chart, chart. Yeah. right? To find yourself the podcast for you. And The Pen Addict is in there. The
1: Pen Addict was in there. So like Priya says, you know, the, our flow chart goes geeky to specific geeky to not into wrestling to pens to Pen Addict. So it's really cool. And... The bone I have to pick with you was, yeah, Mike says, yeah, I did see this. And I was able to grab a copy. And what you left out is, and I didn't tell Brad about it.
0: All right. So, here's here's something. All right. Here's mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, go. one, I have one copy because it was the only copy that they had in the
1: newsagents that I could find that day. So, I have what one. What day was that? What day was that? This was on Sunday. Ah. Uh, and when did Priya tweet at us no
0: there was a tweet before this though that you replied mm. to i didn't buy the newspaper until after you'd already seen it priya wasn't the first it. person to send it to us
1: oh uh, well i didn't see any other oh. tweets except priya's well <laughs> i thought that you'd seen
0: it i apologize <laughs> <laughs> i was out we were at a wedding show it was a big day and like i was mm. running around east london trying to find an news agents to get a copy and take a picture of it i apologize mm. brad next time yeah. anything happens day or night i'm gonna call you on the phone
1: <laughs> well you at least had monday you could going told me monday she didn't nope. okay, immediately until tuesday i'm gonna call you <laughs> i thought you'd seen it because somebody sent it to both of us um well now i need to this. go back through my tweets sometimes I, I i do miss tweets i am guilty of that so because you're fun, so fancy yeah. that's the problem yeah yeah you're just too fancy. fancy these days. Apparently, I'm not as fancy as an iPhone 10 reviewer.
0: I don't have a product to review. It's not mine. Mm, it's not mine. I know. I know.
1: And at least you didn't complain about it. Well, <laughs> I don't want to get into this right <laughs> now. This is
0: this is not the, this is not the time or no place.
1: <laughs> but it's fun. All right. So yeah, that that this was pretty cool. This is like a big. This is a big deal. That I mean, that's a big paper. That's the kind of the Sunday paper. I mean, it's from The Guardian, right? I mean, that's the...
0: Yeah, that's the the is Guardian's that, weekend paper is called The Observer. Um, mm-hmm. I was very happy about this. It's one of those things where, like, this stuff happens to this show a lot because this mm-hmm. show can be really easily used uh, as a punchline. To a joke, yeah. which is fine because we make the fine, joke, totally. right? Like yeah. remember like our first t-shirt for episode 100 was a podcast about pens, right? Like, yeah. so it, it is, this is a thing, right? Like we are used as a joke in this way, but I'm happy because <laughs> we end up in these places. Like we've been in you know, mental <laughs> floss and Buzzfeed and stuff
1: like that before, because it's wild that there's a podcast about pens. We make good punchlines. Yep. And I approve, I approve of that. So yeah, I mean, we have fun doing this, right? You bet. That's why we. That's why we don't get angsty about whether we get iPhone units to review. Jeez, people! All right, so on the on the non-angst front. big <laughs> Well, maybe day. maybe
0: you would get angsty. You know, maybe there's like a big pen release or whatever, and like oh, they don't send it. And I like, How dare you, Brad Dowdy? Brad Dowdy? I'm Fancy Dowdy over here. Where's my new you pen? Know, you know,
1: <laughs> you know, I've never cared about it that, just, that. Well, because it just
0: always it never happens to you because you always get it right. Like you always oh, get the stuff. Oh, that is super not true. Because because no, 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 you're no, so no. fancy, Mister Fancy Dowdy. <laughs> That's
1: <laughs> that is so not true. I do get all the stuff, but I, I have no care about being first. Notice, that, like one of the a good example of that was my lovely friends at Eclairs sent all the bloggers the the new purple sparkly ink. The or I even forget the name. The new JR Bomb, you know, purple, mm-hmm. and it was embargoed for like a Ugh. month and so I knew when the embargo lift, everyone's going to post their reviews. Like, why do I need to post a review? I don't care. I don't need to be first. I don't have to do it on the day of, you know, we'll get to it when we get to it. And so we haven't even posted that review yet. So like, I don't care about those things. Like sometimes it's nice, but it doesn't drive me, you know, like the, uh, the being first does not is not a driver for me so
0: well especially it doesn't help when you have an an ever growing pile of stuff on your desk right there's no that's way true, you can be right. first because you have no idea it's even in
1: there <laughs> yeah now i do jump i do jump things you know like all the time like these tactile turn pins it's kind of timely like will doesn't ask me to do anything right i don't do what other people want me to do right and no one asks like will sent me he said hey i want to send you these pins to check out that's the extent of our conversation Right, and then I do whatever I want with them. Like I don't try to like I did it as a favor to Will to post them out there on the same day he launched his Kickstarter. I didn't have to do that. He didn't care if I do that. He didn't ask me to do that, you know? Yeah. So try to try to keep it, you know. I I just gotta do me, you know. I I don't worry about that stuff too much. You know, I'll do whatever feels right and uh go with it from there. So the next the next point I'm trying to get to, big day on Friday, Mike, fountain pen day This year, it seems bigger and better than ever, which, you know, Carrie does a great job promoting it all year round, and now it's like a huge, huge thing worldwide, blowing up every year. I think every year we say this, right? Like, it's just growing and growing just immensely. So, you've been seeing lots of, you know, stores doing giveaways and discounts, so if you're looking for anything, shopping for anything you know, hit up fountain dot org, and you can see all the supporting sponsors of the event. And it's just a really cool thing. You'll see, you'll see a lot of activity in the, the pen blogosphere, you know, around fountain pen day and a lot of good giveaways. Like our good friends at Pen Chalet have a big time giveaway going on right now. You can go enter. Um, I'll, I'll have a pen or two to give away. I'll have something interesting to give away at Knock that no one's seen yet. So, you oh, know, it's a, it's, a good, you. it's a good day for the community, good day for the industry, and uh, that Carrie has continued to do all this. It's pretty, pretty amazing. Especially so she's a busy thanks, man Carrie. these days, right? Like he's got, he he's got a
0: real big fancy job. So it's amazing, and I'm very happy that he continues to put all this stuff together because I can't even imagine how much work it is.
1: Yeah, exactly. And uh, big, big fancy carry was up in Toronto for Scriptus, the pen show last weekend. It looked amazing. They're gonna have to, I'm telling you, make that show two days. They like blew it out the whole first day, and everyone had a great time. That place is packed. I, I see two days in their future. They can do it. They can do it. Oh so man, I, oh, that could that's be, at the uh, top
0: of the list. I've got to say that's that could be a future. I'd like to go to Toronto. I've never been. I'd I like a reason so. Step it up for two yep. days, and we'll come do a show. How about that? There you go.
1: Yeah, we'll come do a show. We'll we'll do a live in store at Wonder Pens and then we'll go to the show. Oh dang, done. Oh dang, done. Because as well. I'm just saying, just saying, for the sake of it,
0: that might be a nice, a nice, nice time. In maybe in a year or two. You never know. This. Oh yeah, next October. Next year, this would be great for me, right? Like I would right. like
1: to do one late in the year. So, come on, <laughs> get on it. Listen, listen. Listen to Brad and Mike discuss next year's Kickstarter live Yep, on the podcast. We have not discussed this. (laughs) We have not. This is the first I've heard of it. (laughs) Now now I am writing down a note (laughs) (laughs) to talk about this further. There we go. All right. So speaking of pen shows, back at the Colorado show, a new company launched called Penwell. Penwell Co., Um, so, uh, Dan, the owner, maker, manufacturer of the pin well, I had to go back and look in my email. I think he first started emailing me this project about three years ago. So he's taken a long time to get it right. And he said, I'm going to take a while to do this. I want to get it right. And I have all these prototypes sitting on a, on a shelf (laughs) in my, in my house, like, all like these iterations of the Pinwell, and he is so excited to finally have these up for sale uh, at pinwellco.com. And I know from the feedback that everyone got at Denver, at the pin show, everyone really, really was happy with what they saw from Pinwell. And what this is, it's basically... You can tell by the name; it's it's basically fashioned off an old time dip pen well, where you know you would sit at your desk, you'd have your pen, and it didn't have ink or a cartridge or any kind of filling system in, and you'd have a pot of ink, and you'd dip your pen in, and take it back out, then write, and you'd write it dry, dip it back in. Well, what this is is basically a pen holder. For nowadays, we don't need a proper pen well. It's a holder for your desk that attaches to your desk. It has, um, you know, like a, a sticky pad where it sits on your desk, stays flush, and then has this insert to where you put the cap of your pen in there and it holds it tight. So when you're writing with a fountain pen at your desk, you can place your pen in the pen well, unscrew it. It keeps the cap in the pen well so you don't have to hold it in your hand, set it on your desk, post it on your pen. You write, and then you place it back into the cap, screw it back in, and then your pen sits there. So it's a really cool writing desk accessory, and I think you would like something like this, Mike, for your desk. So uh, Dan has actually sent me a couple. I have one for you. Oh, great! Because I was just
0: going through the order process, so now I don't need to do that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so hold off on that. Yep. Uh, he sent me he sent me three of them. So I've he sent one for me, one for you, and one to give away. So, thank you, Dan, for doing I that. So, I'll be doing that soon.
0: didn't know how much I needed this until right now.
1: It's really... It's legit cool. Like, when he first that, sent me this... This is a great idea. He worked forever to, like, refine the how this was going to work like is this going to work would this be a thing and you know i he kept asking me questions and asking you know what i thought and you know i i liked the idea so much all i could do was just support him and just you know keep him going and say hey you got something here keep it going and he finally did and it's been met with uh, really good reviews and listen to this real quick i don't know if you'll be able to hear this or not Ooh, could you hear that serious <laughs> he sent me the brass one wow <laughs> this is this thing is serious business so oh, I have right, a little hole you. in your desk yeah, yeah. <laughs> I might have to weigh this brass one it's not on the site yet Sheesh. I mean this thing has to be what well over 10 uh, 10 12 16 ounces this thing is legit heavy but uh, it looks great on the desk and it's uh, just kind of perfect so yeah you'll be seeing more from pinwell and uh yeah, I I really like this product and I think it'll be a a hot one for uh our upcoming gift guide issue which I should probably talk to Anna about. We only we only have about a month away for the uh for the special uh, Panatic gift guide episode. So, we'll Oh, work wow. On that. Yeah, we got to get to work on that.
0: Um I will yeah. say, do you know what this reminds me of? Do you know who this reminds me of? The Penwell. Hmm. Who do you hmm. think? Who do you think I'm thinking of? Like who does this remind me of? Like this kind of product, the way they're doing it, presentation.
1: Yeah, I know. Uh, it reminds me of the uh, the candle, the the making way it's presented. It reminds me of making light.
0: Uh, you know, I tell you, what I'm thinking that's a good one. I'm thinking of Mike Dudek. Oh yeah, this, exactly. This feels like Dudek. To me. Like you know, not not like in the way that this is being presented, the professionalism and the great idea and the fact that I really need this. Like <laughs> this reminds me of when we first came across Dudek Modern Goods.
1: Um, oh, look out for that. Sorry, I have all the pinwells on my desk in their little tins. Um, yeah, exactly. It reminds me a lot of Mike and the Pinwell Instagram is pretty funny. They're like uh, photoshopping pinwells into like old, you know, old <laughs> images. Are, it's it's kind of cute, kind of funny. So, yeah, this is a very good call with uh with the do Deck. So yeah, perfect perfect timing for the upcoming holiday season. Uh, very much enjoy the pinwell. Yep, most definitely. So thank you, Dan, for sending these over. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah, I can't wait. Can't wait to get one.
1: Well, I can't wait for my Hippo Noto, but I have a little longer wait than you do. You already have yours, right? Yeah, you still haven't got it? No, because I after the show, um, we we discussed them offline last week. I'm on a different paper than you. You ordered the cream paper, I've ordered the ivory paper, and the ivory was the second batch to right. produce and ship. So the anyone on ivory has not shipped yet. So that's why you have yours and I don't have mine. So what do you think
0: I really like it. The presentation mm. is wonderful. The box that it comes in is fantastic. The hippo and the the way it's like what what language is this on the front? Do you know? So it's like there's a hippo and then there is there's oh, some I'm characters. Oh, I'm sure it's you know,
1: Japanese katakana, but I'm, yeah, I'm I, not positive, I, I but I'm sure.
0: say a name in case I get it wrong? You know, like so, but yeah there it, it, it's some some flavor of japanese writing i guess which is like i mm-hmm. guess it's saying noto um, I, I think it's noto yes yeah and then there's a like cute little hippo on it which is lovely i got the black one with the blue mm-hmm. uh, it's got like the blue uh elastic and a blue and black um bookmark in them mm-hmm. so the presentation is wonderful the book feels so great it's got like that soft cover it's pink on the inside right like the kind of the first page um, and then it breaks out into the cream pages is what I got, mm-hmm. which is, mm-hmm. this is why you're waiting. It's got a great pocket in the back, all, the, all that goodness. Um, I found to me the paper itself, and I don't know if this is because of the color that I got or, or whatever, it is not as smooth th- feeling as the Crossfield n- notebook. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a little bit rough, rougher. Like there's more tooth to it when I'm writing. You know, like there's there's more feedback. Of course, right. because it is, to my it is fantastic. Right, like right, the paper is wonderful, but I do overall prefer the paper in the crossfield mm-hmm. to to this, so, version, yeah, to this variant.
1: So yeah, it's a weight difference in the paper. Okay, so this is the thicker version of the Tomoe sixty eight right. GSM, I think, and the standards fifty two. So you get a little bit of thickness difference. So I am wondering if that's just playing into the feel of it. Um, it's still it has a different feel, but maybe not like completely glassy like you're used to in the crossfield or something like that. Yeah,
0: the, the problem with the crossfield is that like it takes six years for the ink to dry, right? Like, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. where it's better in the in the So yeah. obviously, one of the big selling points of this book is the thickness of the book, right? Like the amount 500 of paper pages. you get. Five hundred pages is a wild amount it makes the book feel substantial like it's a real thing like i'm i'm waving it around now like it's a bible right like it is a big <laughs> kind of like it's it is it's a serious thing right like and it, and right. that is nice it feels nice to hold because of that like you feel like you have something in your hand that is means a thing right if that mm-hmm. makes sense and and i think people that use this for journals they're going to really love that because this is a book that feels more than your average Leuchtturm or muskin or bullet journal. Like it's got a thing right. to it, right? But there is a problem in that is like the early pages. If I'm writing on the left hand side, it's it's not the best, right? Right. Like,
1: you're up in the air. You're up in the bouncing air. Bouncing around.
0: Or you're like pulling the page down, and then the book's flipping around and hitting you on the knuckles, like. It, It's like with any book, right? The first few pages or the last few pages when you're writing on the thin side it's tough, but the thin side Mm -hmm. lasts way longer in this book because it's so big. Yeah. Now, I will say for me personally, I am i I mostly infrequently write on the left page, but I do do it, Mm -hmm. right? But it's it's not always I'm less frequent to write on that page and I've tried it and it works. It totally works, but it's not perfectly ideal right like but there's no way you can do it if that's what you want and i think for me i'm willing to take that to get the thickness and the amount of paper in the notebook like i'm willing to take the the loss like if i really don't like it i'll just never use the left page and i still have you know 500 pages um right so you know i just wanted to say that right because i think that is the downside of of the upside right that there is a double edged sword um with the i think kind of one of the main selling points of this book you just mm-hmm. need to be aware that like you can work it out on your own it's it's logic but it, it's there right and yeah you know and and the thing is like the lay flatness yeah that happens but nothing can lay flat completely flat all the time always unless you're going spiral bound right that's the only mm-hmm. way it works with this type of binding there isn't like the lay flat comes in inverted commas do you yeah? Do you agree yeah. with what I'm saying? Like, it, right, th- right, there is an element of life flatness, but it's not for 100 percent of the book. Yeah, because it's 500. pages. It's impossible to do, right? But yeah, that's sure, what I'm saying. Like, sure. I, 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 you know, I don't want to focus on that too much. But like, it, it's the only downside to this book, which I think is wonderful, and I'm so happy to have it. Like, I'm actually thinking now that once the Crossfield is done, I'm going to work through this before I order another Crossfield. Because that oh, cool. my 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 original plan was to order another one of those, but I don't think I need it now. Like I I have a really lovely book here. Um, other than that, I maybe want to try and find a use for this that I don't have. Right. Like so, my, I use my Crossfield for kind of like doodling when I'm recording some shows, and also to like take notes of whenever I do like a mic at the movies or whatever. You know, I'm watching the TV show or watch a movie for a show. That's where I take my notes. I take them by hand and I take them in my Crossfield book. Um, and I've done that with my Hippo Noto over the last week, so I could get a bit more of a feel for it. Um, and I'm either going to transfer those notes over to here, like as a use case when I'm out of my Crossfield, which is very soon, or maybe try and find a good use for the Hippo Noto I've I've pointed my eye towards bullet journaling a little bit in recent mm. times and mm. I don't want to make any promises but like I've read about the system I've I've made notes about the system I think I have a decent understanding of it now but I've yet to do anything more than just read about
1: it but this feels like a great book for that so big thumbs up Yeah I think that'd be perfect for that and I mean I've just been a committed non left side of the page user for my entire life just yep. because no almost no notebook gives you the no. a wonderful experience doing that. No. So, I, I don't like to see, you know, the ink through both sides. It makes it harder to read the pages. It's on com- more more uncomfortable to write with. So, yeah, like I'm I'm good with only using half the pages in all of the notebooks that I use because I only write on one side. No big deal. So, I can't wait to get mine. I definitely want to try it out. And we'll we'll talk more about this this bullet journaling thing. I'm sure as the the calendar changes and the new um, notebooks get put into use, new new planners and things like that. S- my hippo noto's not in, but I do have another notebook on the way, Mike. Oh yeah, I bought a mo. Mul- I bought a moleskin. Um, that's the end of this. So we're off. Uh, <laughs> I don't really know what's going on anymore. What's going
0: on? What are you doing? Why? Did I've you do been.
1: That? I've been tempted to try. One of the newer models just to see if anything's changed. Okay. And I think, you know, as someone who reviews things and talks about things, you need to, you know, revisit things that maybe you have not cared for in the past, see if anything's changed. And there's been enough talk around new ish Moleskine products that something's a little bit different in the paper. And I think it's worth exploring. So. <laughs> Actually buying the Moleskine was an enormous challenge. Huh. Aren't they available everywhere? How can that be a problem? (laughs) So this is exactly right. So they're available everywhere. I didn't want to buy one in a store because I wanted to buy the most current issue, if you will, of the notebook. So I know Amazon does basically publishing dates, release dates. So I went to Moleskine on Amazon to their brand, pulled up essentially all of their products and then sorted them by publication date. So they have things out, you know, to 2018, 2019, all these planners. So it took me pages and pages to get to the current stuff. So then I'm starting to flip through the current stuff and it's like all planners and if it's not a planner it's a ruled notebook and i'm not going to buy a ruled notebook if this is something i want to try i hate ruled notebooks so give me something in graph or grid 29 pages later on the amazon site of 12 12 items each on a page it took me till the 29th page to find actually find the most current moleskine notebook that i would purchase Dang. and it turns out to be the most basic black one with a dot grid with a release date of 2016 it was kind of frustrating that I couldn't find something better cooler newer but I think they just have so much stock of the same things it just doesn't the The standards don't really recycle like the planners do and the um, all the special releases like the Star War, Star Wars ones looked amazing but they're all ruled or blank. Most of them are ruled and I'm just not going to buy one for the cover. I want to buy it for the paper too, like the the format. It was just uh, it was kind of annoying. Um so I I was already turned off by that. But, you know, we'll see when I, I get think the notebook.
0: Cover was a mistake though. Honestly, like from my history <laughs> with them, their soft cover notebooks are their best notebooks.
1: Well, the hardcover is kind of the standard. I, I agree with your statement from everyone you know, everyone's comments and on the on the notebooks themselves. But the the little black book is the standard, right? The like the five ish by eight ish black mole is the standard. So that's kind of the one I wanted to test too. So that was in my mind. I would have bought something different if I could have come up with a recently published Version of you know they had some cool orange covers and yellow covers, but they weren't they were either blank or lined and uh I could never find a grid or a graph and uh you know anyway this is a it's an experiment you know, and we'll we'll see how it goes the the shopping process was more of a pain in the butt but that was just for me being particular trying to get the most recently made notebook. You can't I can't just walk into Barnes and Noble and get one off the shelf. I don't think, knowing you know, it could be, you know, 2014, 2015. I got at least one from twenty sixteen. Whether that's even really the case, what I'm gonna get, who knows? Whether you can really tell, who knows? But we'll know pretty quickly whether whether it's changed or not. I think I have one of my old ones that I used to use at my old job when I traveled. Um I'll have to see if I can dig that up and do some comparisons. But yeah. This is uh, the the great Moleskine experiment, and you know this will put me off them for another decade. If you know, if it's still the same old Moleskine paper, so we'll see how it goes.
0: Um, we all are happy that you're taking this bullet for us. I'm not 100% sure what else to say. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. No, it's it. I definitely feel traitorous. Um it feels weird Again, like, it's, like not- it's
0: it's it's good to make fun, but like they're better than nothing and they're better than so many other books, right? Exactly but like they're so much worse than so many others, even at the same price. You like right. move to Leuchter, move to Rodeo, and you can get the same format with much better paper. But I'm happy yep. that Moleskin exists because it's pushed people like me further into the world that I'm in now. Like I'm happy that they're there as an entrance point. But right. That's kind of all they should be for a lot of people
1: yep yep, but uh they're they're the biggest, so let's uh let's see what we have these days. who knows We'll find out soon enough.
0: Today's episode is also brought to you by our friends at Squarespace. Use the offer code INC checkout, and you'll get ten percent off your first purchase. Make your next move with Squarespace. They let you easily create a website for your next idea with a unique domain name, award-winning templates, and more. You can build a blog, you can build a portfolio, you can build a site for your business, a site for your band. It doesn't matter what you want to build, or you can build a store as well. And both Brad uses uh, the no- uses Squarespace for the Knock Store, and we use it for the Relay FM Store. Um, And we're currently selling some pre-ordered items there, which you should go check out for some stickers and a T-shirt, which uh, our lovely friend Brad and Jeff will be uh, mailing out to the world (laughs) sometime in December. So thank you for that, guys, as always. You're amazing. Um, But we use Squarespace for that because why on earth would we try and build our own? Why would we do that? When Squarespace has it all there, we feel this way for our blog and for our store. Squarespace is fantastic for all this stuff. They have 24-7 support. There's nothing to install, no patches, no upgrades you have to worry about. They've got all that stuff covered. It's an all-in-one platform. Why would we try and build it on our own when Squarespace have all of the amazing tools that we want to take advantage of? Their plans start at just $12 a month, and you can sign up for a trial with no credit card required. Just go to squarespace.com. Then use the offer code INC when you sign up for a plan, and you'll get 10% of your first purchase to show your support. As well for this show, we really appreciate it when you use those codes. A thanks to Squarespace for the continued support of the Pen Addict and Relay FM.
1: Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. Two quick things: um, they do they they release a lot of new features, especially on the commerce platform recently, and we just integrated two of the latest. Ooh um updates at Knock. One, they allow customer accounts now. So you can actually like log in and have a record of uh, your purchases that's really and things great. like that. Yep. Yeah, that's really great. Um, you know, it's nothing for necessarily for us. It's just something for you to make your your checkout process, you know, easier for the future. And
0: yeah, and I guess people can check their orders and stuff
1: like mm-hmm. that a lot mm-hmm. easier than going to the original email. Yeah, exactly. So they have they instituted that and I implemented that like two weekends ago. If y'all saw me uh messing around with the site one Saturday or Sunday morning. I had to do a bunch of DNS updates because uh, to get the um, security certificates corrected on the site, but that was all easy stuff and it worked seamlessly. And then just yesterday, I implemented the gift card feature, which they also recently launched in here in the past couple of weeks. So you can now order Notco gift cards. So, all that's. Uh, by Squarespace, I just go click a couple of buttons, all that stuff's implemented for me, so that's why I like them so much. Easy how, stuff.
0: How do people get to the gift cards?
1: Oh, it's um, on Cases, right there on the Cases it's on cases, Yeah, so I figure that's that's the most appropriate page for that, so. Yeah, so it, it might move around, we might uh, adjust that a little bit, so. We'll uh we'll see how that goes, but uh, yeah, that's where it's at for now. We we'll just uh, threw that out there. It's great Be for the holidays, good for the holiday season. Yeah, yep. perfect. Good idea. All right, so let's wrap this up as we always do on some ass TPA. And I got all of these out of the Slack room yesterday. So if uh, I I get a lot of invites and requests for the Panatic Slack, just shoot me an email. Hello at panatic I'll send you over the invite link to join the Slack. It's a great fun conversation place where you can spend time during your work day and not do work and talk about pens. So we all know that that's uh, what it's perfect use case is. So let's not uh, fool ourselves. It's uh, the best place to avoid work on the internet. So Oscar was avoiding work and asked out of all the scripts, copperplate, plate Gothic, Unical and grocers, architect print Mike's awesome handwriting, chicken scratch, etc., which is your favorite, which is your least favorite. Huh. So, I asked this question. uh, I wanted to ask this question, not knowing what all of these things were. And I don't have a favorite because it's really chicken scratch or Mike's awesome handwriting or whatever you use. I'm never going to learn to do this as just like the flourishes. I haven't been, that hasn't really been my style. So, if I had to one it would be the most traditional of the bunch you know not something gothic um you know i print sort of like an architect i worked on that a little bit this weekend but it's definitely whatever you have (laughs) you know and if you want to learn something i think probably the most um materials out there are for copper plate and spencerian Um, I've just never been a real script kind of person because I want to use it in my regular writing, and my regular writing is print, so I tend to lean towards the architect stuff. But um, if you wanted to learn one, I would certainly choose Copperplate or Spenserian just because they seem to be the most regularly taught or materials available. And least favorite, anything that leans towards like the super calligraphic, calligraphic... Expialidocious. Yeah, <laughs> gothic style. Come on, that was um, great. Super calligraphic,
0: expialidocious. Give it to me. Come nice. on, come on. I
1: like it. I like it, and I didn't even think of that. So that was uh, <laughs> that was all you. So good, good, good job there. So you know, and I'm asking this uh, the second question from our good friend Jim, who was not working in the Slack the other day because he had time to ask. What are some good things to write about in the opening salvo of a mail correspondence chain? I don't know. <laughs> See, that's why I asked both of these questions. I don't write letters. It's like, you know, uh, I wanted to bring this in there because I thought it was funny. It was like, I don't know, four score and seven years ago. I think that's what I'd write or like, hey, how's it going? Like, I yeah, am not. What you're asking for, I'm, Jim, is I'm like not a very thoughtful person.
0: Like, you want some icebreakers from us, like some small talk. How's the weather? Um, <laughs> <laughs> <you know? laughs> oh, well, isn't
1: this fancy? <laughs>
0: toodaloo to you dear sir how doth you like i don't know i have no idea what you would write like outside of just like hope you're well right like you know like i i don't really uh i don't really have any good suggestions for it like honestly i would suggest that you
1: Look for icebreakers, <laughs> right? So, so, Jim just put in the chat room, how was the weather five days ago? Exactly, right? Because this is, is perfect. Is the problem. That is perfect. But, like, honestly, I think
0: look for icebreakers. Like, she's kind of the standard icebreakers that you would find in some kind of like corporate thing because it's going to give you small talk openings because that's kind of what mm-hmm. this is, right? Like, what is the small talk openings that you would use in general conversation? You need to, mm-hmm. I, I think, starting with some of those is a, is a, is a good idea? I, I don't know. I don't know.
1: So this this goes to the bigger picture of why I have a hard time writing letters because yes. there is, it's pressure. What do you do? This is, this is, it's a pressure thing, right? It's not the physical part. It's the mental pressure of what words do I put on the page. And the best letter writers don't have to think about it, right? The people who are best at what they do don't have to think about what they're doing. That's why they're good at it. And that's why I'm not a good letter writer because I have to think about what I'm doing. And I it's a challenge. It's a very, very huge challenge. So this is why I I, I want to talk about this all the time. And we always talk about it in February. When Inko Rymo comes up, um, it's just like I don't feel built for it. Like it's a challenge for me that I would just have to like force myself to do. And do I want to do that to myself? So but I, I'm always going to talk about it because I think it's such an amazing thing to do, especially in this day and age. So give us your best opening salvos of your handwritten correspondence. You know, tweet them, tweet them at us, Yep, email me, handwrite them to me. You have my address. You know, I, I'd love to see it because I, I don't bring up these questions necessarily to joke because they're fun. I, I bring it up because... I am a failure at a lot of these things and I want to know how other people do it. So it's really, really cool. So keep these up and I'm keeping the theme alive. Mike with Alexander have, are either of you considering to attempt NaNoWriMo? Hell No, <laughs> Are you drunk? Nano Rhino. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I can't even write the opening salvo of a letter in Spenserian. I'm sure as heck not going to write a novel. <laughs> yeah. I can't even tell you to write a sentence. Um, but again, this is an amazing event, right? I mean, like, I'm fascinated by NaNoWriMo. Um I love. Um, Vito, our friend Vito from Star Supply tweeted this morning. I had so to so <laughs> it. Already failed. <laughs> 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 it was like, I feel, it. and Vito's a writer. Vito is the poet laureate of York, Pennsylvania. Oh my God. Yeah, I forgot that. Yeah. So it's like, I'm fascinated by all these things. Um, our good friend Jason Snell is on the board of NaNoWriMo. Mm-hmm. This is a big event. And I support everyone who does it, and I love seeing everything about NaNoWriMo. I love seeing people's word counts who I follow every day. I am so impressed by all of this, but like I, I can't do it. Like it's, you either have it's one of those things you either have it or you don't. Like I am a writer in that I write words, but I don't write stories. Like, like I can't put together a novel. Like it's a different muscle. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, definitely. So, shoo, man, this is this is good stuff, though. So, all right, I think that's that's all of the th- the things that I don't know about that I, I still love and <laughs> in, in why we do this. <laughs> so let's talk about one that I do know more about, but there's still no answer to this question. So Clipboy says, "Is there a particular make and or model of pen which you consider to be a sure thing?" In terms of quality, out of the box, and long term reliability, what a hard question to answer. So, if we um, have noticed in the past week or so, you know, the uh, there's been a lot of talk, like in the attic Slack and um, you know the um, podcast. I'm blanking on the on the podcast. Um, our our friends at uh, Pens Fountain Pens Oceana, their podcast. Was talking about quality control issues with like Visconti and Nakaya and and things like that. So we were trying to come to a conclusion. Can you get to a point where you say, you buy this pen and it will be fine? And there's just not do you mean a the nib fountain, section, a fountain pens. Yeah, the nib section. Yeah. So it's like, do you have an answer? that that's always 100% right and the answer is no, no I mean there's no such animal in fountain pens and if you're looking for that experience with fountain pens that's what kept me from getting into it for so many years right I don't want to deal with that I don't want to deal with what a fountain pen could offer like on the downside of things I don't want to deal with the negative aspects of owning a fountain pen I agree with the argument that Well, I'm spending X amount of dollars. I expect perfection. I have no problem with that argument. I think that's a very fair argument. But there is some give and take in the fountain pen world. Unfortunately, fortunately, I don't know. I don't know where you want to classify that, right? If I spend $600 on a Pelican, I expect it to be perfect. There's a... 5% chance, it's not. That's probably a larger chance than would normally be expected, I'm guessing. I don't know. I'm just pulling numbers out of thin air. There's always a possibility. From one person's point of view, they have every right to be ticked off if that nib is messed up, You know, especially if they don't have a lot of experience. It's going to be a bad buying experience for them, and that's completely fair. On the other hand, if I get that, I'll go... Well, this sucks. I know how to get it fixed. And it's extra work, extra time, extra money for me, but then I know it'll be perfect. And is it fair to me just to just accept that and say, just deal with it? I, 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 not really, but I guess I'm used to it by now. It's, it's kind of like part of the, part of the, part of the deal with fountain pens, unfortunately. You know, it's, there's, sometimes not gonna be a perfect experience because everyone writes differently, uses different paper, uses different ink, you know, you and I buy the same exact pen on the same exact day from the same exact vendor, we could have a different experience. So to circle back to the original question, if I had was forced to pick the company I have the most success with straight out of the box, nearly every time it's pilot.
0: I was going to go Lamy, but
1: I would also oh, agree with Pilot. Yeah, see, I don't have great experience with Lamy, and I'm not even talking about the 2000. Sometimes, I have a pretty wide variance in their extra fine nibs, which is a little bit weird. But see, we all have different experiences. Like, Caveco and Twisby are two well-known kind of brands that have issues. I have almost no issues ever with Twisby and I've only had like maybe one bum Kaveco nib. So it just depends, right? Um, you know, I you know, it's a tough question. Like it, it no matter if I say I never have problems with these pens, lots of people have an opposite experience that's just as valid as the good experience that I had, right? So it's hard to say. You know, I just buy from major brands. It's gonna be the best way to go. All the big Japanese brands, all the big German brands.
0: I think there's a. I think there's a. There's a, there's another part to this conversation though, which is like the the reason that I think that me and you have gone with Pilot and Lamy, where like people are saying in the chat like Sailor Fountain, uh, like Franklin Christoph. Like mm-hmm. the the thing is that like what I feel like in this question, like the, the what's not being said is what pens am I safe with? Mm-hmm. And I am more inclined to say pens that have, like companies that have a more wide price point range for this answer, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. sailors might be fine every time, but you're dropping for three figures every time, right? right. If you want to go, you know, I know they have some lower stuff, but you kind of get where I'm going, with it's like, like Frank yes. and Christophe, like Visconti, right? These are, the Omas, like these are really mm-hmm. expensive. And, mm-hmm even if they're perfect every time that one in a million chance that's a problem but if you're going with yeah. something like Lamy or Pilot they have way more in the lower end where if there's a problem it's not so much of an issue financially mm-hmm. that's kind of where I was why I was thinking Lamy like i know that the 2000 can have some problems but that's one pen in their entire lineup and their entire lineup tends to be under $100 for most of it right so mm-hmm. that was kind of why, where I was going with that
1: yeah yeah so you know and You know, this type of thing has kept me away from Visconti specifically, right? Because they have so many nib issues. I've wanted a Homo sapiens for years, but I'm certainly not going to buy a new one. if I ever buy one, it will be secondhand that I know someone's, you know, looked at the nib and they can tell me about it. But, you know, a lot of people have had perfect Viscontis, right? So is it fair for me to like say that about Visconti? You know, I've seen some really, (laughs) really bad Visconti nibs. Um, other people don't have that experience, so you know it's this is a tough question. I don't know that there's a really great answer to it. Um, you know, we all have our brands that we have favorites of because they seem to work best for us. So you just have to see what works best for you. You know, you might have some some not so great experiences along the way, and um, it's it's gonna happen. So it's it's a tough thing to do. Give this a one hundred percent guarantee answer. Because they're in the fountain pen world, is just kind of not, you know. Is that fair or not? I don't know. It's
0: tricky. It's it tricky. is tricky.
1: It's tricky. Because so. it's,
0: it's always a problem for me and you, I think, when given a question like that, because you kind of feel a pressure that mm-hmm. it has to be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you kind of given an answer like, oh, buy this, it's always good. It has mm-hmm. to be good because otherwise mm-hmm. we've told someone, go and buy this type of pen. Uh, But then the pen's bust. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 a it's a risk sometimes.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, my Optima is the perfect example. Yeah. Like I I can't stand it.
0: I can't go near it. And I'm sure there's many people that are like me, right? Like I used it and it was terrible. They're just terrible for me because I'm left-handed, right? Like it's you know, and mine literally broke in half. Yes. (laughs) Forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's even a better reason, right? If your pen, if your pen spontaneously combusts, you've bought the wrong pen. (laughs) <laughs> but I still
1: love that pen. Like yeah. it's one of my favorite yep. pens. Like I don't, it's hard to quantify that on an individual basis. Right. I was like, you know, if someone asked me for a roar re- recommendation, I'm going to give it like high praise. Mm-hmm. But by the way, at one point my pen like <laughs> broke in half, like, uh, so yeah, FYI, it's, it's something to look out for. <laughs> and I'm not the only one. So like, it's a thing. So like, what do I do? Like, I still love the pen. I don't know. It's tough. Tough, tough, tough. So, Pilot. Just stick with Pilot. (laughs) I don't know what the answer is. All right. Last one. Um, Elaine from Owl Inc. slash JetPens, who, shout out to the Erasable podcast. She was on... Their last episode, uh, which I guess is the most currently downloaded episode, if you uh, they recorded one Monday night, which I'm anxious to listen to, but it's not dropped yet. But Elaine was on their previous episode, she just gave us a little bit of feedback about the question we had for resume writing. Doug Beale asked us, Would you ever handwrite a resume? and Elaine said, I submitted a handwritten cover letter to JetPens, but I wouldn't dare try that with anyone else. <laughs> and that's pretty yeah. much what we got at too, right? You got to you got to know know what you're doing, but uh, that's But a, like that's, that's, a, huge that's risk. a great
0: one. That's a great one to right. do. And also just the cover letter as well, right? Like I'm assuming the CV, the resume was typed, but the cover letter is written. And we kind of agreed with that that that's a good thing. but In the right circumstances and applying for a job at JetPens, it's a good showing your you cred, right? Like that's right. You know, it, it makes sense, but I was so happy that, that Elaine wrote in with that because she is the perfect person to answer that question. So
1: Yep. Yep. So that was good. Alright, if good you want to send
0: in your questions for us, just tweet with the hashtag Ask TPA, or you can send them to Brad in the Slack um, and we pull those in uh, every week and we can finish the show with them. So thank you for your continued involvement in that. And also for anybody who is still over on Wiki. thank you for your continued work over there. It just continues to be a, a just a beautiful beast of wonderful information. Um, there you go. You can take that quote and put it somewhere. I've said it now so it can go into the wiki. We've got the mm. it's a beautiful beast of wonderful pen creation. Love it. It's absolutely fantastic. Thank you to everyone who does that. If you want to find our show notes for this week, go to relay.fm slash penaddict slash 281. We have a bunch of links in there to a ton of stuff that I'm sure you're going to love. If you want to find Brad online, he's over at knock.co and penaddict.com. Any uh, knock news for the
1: for the listeners? You will see an awesome new colorway on our Fountain Pen Day giveaway on Friday. They're not for sale yet, but they have started to arrive in the shop. You will see them uh-huh. at retailers soon. So the giveaway is the, the first giveaway is the of the new one. Yep. Interesting.
0: Have I seen this new color?
1: Or did you nope. tell me about this new color? I mentioned it on the show last week, or oh, okay. but you haven't seen pictures of what it really looks like, which is what you need to do with this one.
0: All right, you have to send me one of these. I want to see what this is. I want to. I want to get mm-hmm. this. I want mm-hmm. to get get a, get mm-hmm. a, get a peek at this thing. So keep a look at. Where can people find information about that when it comes out?
1: No, the blog at knock. Co.
0: Excellent. So it's knock. Co slash blog. Excellent. So you can go check that out. Um, and uh, Brad is on Instagram. He's penaddict. He's Is on Twitter. I'm imike, I-M-Y-K-E. Uh, thanks again to Harry's and Squarespace for the support of this week's show. Thanks most of all to you for listening. And we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.